I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, Bart's efforts to thwart fare evasion and suicide on the tracks. Last week, I spoke to our transportation reporter, Rachel Swan, about Bart's plans to buy new fare gates to keep people from hopping over or squeezing through the old ones. Meanwhile, Rachel will tell us about how Bart has been studying whether to build giant barriers on train platforms to keep people off the tracks, but just abandon the idea, which would have cost tens of millions of dollars. Rachel Swan, right after this. Rachel Swan, thanks for coming back. Thanks, Damien. Rachel, you are our guide to the BART system. Oh, God. (laughs) This week, maybe more so than ever, as you have given us stories about the gates, which have been a matter of concern at BART, as many people sneak um, over the gates when they're getting in, and also... A story about the uh, a new system for a possible barrier in the stations. Let's start with that. What is this possible barrier that we would see? Um, it would be similar to what you see at the airports. So just imagine. Like airport to Oakland. And a, yeah. SFO. Picture this, Damien. Um, like a big screen wall. I mean, by screen, I mean glass screen mm-hmm. with doors that part that align with the train doors when they come in and then they just open as soon as the train doors open so you could not get onto the tracks exactly no matter what and is that to um is that for uh to repel uh, people from getting on the tracks is it to stop suicides it's for a variety of reasons um one thing I should say is bart is extremely sensitive about all the suicides that happen at BART. Um, so the, so they've really emphasized that this is for crowd control, um, which in a way makes sense. They're they're moving toward a system where, you know, they're going to have these 10 car, 30 10 car trains per hour running through the tube. And um, Embarcadero platform is really narrow. So, I mean, there is admittedly some concern that once you have all these people taking BART that, um, you know, you want to pack as many people on the platform as possible without someone falling on the track. Okay. Right? And if you have the barrier, you could, right. in theory, right. you could so walk that, right along the barrier. Yeah. That said, um, we've, we have seen a spike in people. I'll just say wandering onto the tracks. Um, Tuesday morning, we had a naked man near civic center station. Um, not sure what he was doing. But he was on the tracks and um, the whole system was delayed in very hot weather, as anyone on BART will recall, until the police could get this gentleman off. Um, and that that was just, you know, that's ha- happening more and more. I'm not sure why. Recently at BART, um, BART had a lot of, I don't know whether to call them suicides, but a lot of, they call them incidents, you know, mm-hmm. of people jumping on the tracks and getting hit by trains in 2014 and 2015. Um, those, and that's a trend that's seen, as you wrote, across different rail systems. Yeah. Amtrak, Caltrain has seen a number of those. Yeah, yeah. Those years they had, I think it was like 14 incidents apiece. Um, and then they started putting up signage near the tracks, like, you know, if you feel like jumping, call this number, blah, 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 blah. And that actually brought things down the the following year. Um, And then this year, we've just seen this 
spike again where it's been 13 incidents and six fatalities so far, including one last Friday. Okay, so the the scoop that you had uh, this week is about how BART had wanted to install these and do a pilot right at one station. And Um, it was like all set to spend a bunch of money on it. Yes. And what happened? The new general manager, Bob Powers, pulled the plug and he officially pulled the plug basically last night. Um, He sent a memo to the board saying, look, we still want to do this, guys. Just not now. He put the plans on the shelf, um, perhaps for a very long time. Now, admittedly, he had um, he had very strong reasoning behind this. I mean, Bart would have had to conf- Bart's about to switch train control systems, um, so it would have spent somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty twenty four million dollars to configure a what they're calling a platform screen door or a platform edge door system to work with its existing like clunky train just for one system for one station right just for just for 12th street it was just supposed to be at 12th street on one platform right so they're going to test this out at one platform it was going to be 24 million dollars they're going to like engineer it all you know magical to work with their existing train control system which they are about to change next year and then it would become obsolete Okay. You know, so I mean, admittedly, right. as, as much as Bart's engineering team was really enthusiastic about doing something new and creative, um, the the manager had to come down and say, no, this is not a good use of public funds. Okay. One more question on the barriers. Bart is expanding. They're going yes. to the South Bay. Are these stations going to have the uh, these transparent barriers? Um, it's more likely now that if they do... I'm sorry, when they do this project, that it'll be on the San Jose extension because it's easier to just, if you're going to try to build a new system, it's easier to just do it from the ground up when you build the new station. Okay, design it in. All right, moving from barriers to the other big topic you've been writing about, gates. Rachel, for the last couple of years, you've been writing about the (laughs) fair of This is what I do with my life, yeah. Gates. (laughs) Fair evasion has been a big topic of your yeah. of your stories. Uh, this is the latest. How did we get here? And what are the new gates? The new gates are, they're called swinging gates. They're going to be a little bit, they're going to be very much like the gates you see at Muni. Um, except the gates you see at Muni are like kind of a black rubber material. These would probably be plexiglass, look a little more, you know, disco. Um with like a chrome around the edge. Nice, nice. They'd open like little saloon doors, you know? Mm-hmm. So you come in, they you you tag in with your clipper card and they go, Shoot. um, so the idea is but you know, so the the existing gates are like these triangle things that have been around since the seventies. They're really easy to jump over. They're really easy to push through. I probably shouldn't be advertising it, but whatever but everyone, everyone knows, knows, you know. Um Bart was supposed to have this really welcoming, roomy feel, and lo and behold, yes, it did. And, you know, it's just kind of like a lot of people come in without paying. The other interesting thing that came up, which is kind of overlooked in all this discussion, is Bart actually revised its estimates for how much it loses from Faravision each year. We've always heard that it was you know, at most $25 million. This week they've been saying 25 to $30 million. That mm-hmm. was in a memo to the board 
procured by the Chronicle. <laughs> Good for you. They think their five, um, their fare evasion rate is about five to six percent, or somewhere more in the neighborhood of twenty-five to thirty million dollars. So it's not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. So per year, they've been doing things like um, moving elevators. Uh, yeah. Dealing with the emergency doors, dealing yes. with just the basic uh, fences around the area, raising yeah. those. The gates, though, have been sort of a particular focus of BART. And yeah. um, I know that everybody saw the the where they did the double decker um, yeah. gates that were people were afraid were going to blast them in the head. What was yeah. that all about? How did those work? Uh, are those staying? They're saying they're they're a lot of people are going to be disappointed, but they are here to stay. And that's what Richmond for Station? a while for a while. And then they're going to be swing gates when they get when they get to their oh, act okay. together and do the swing, then they'll trade those out. But um, Richmond Station. Yes. Richmond Station has the double decker, which if you haven't seen them, they are two Bart. Um, yes, part wedge gates wedge stacked gate. one atop the other. So one's like about the level of your head and one's about the level of your like hips. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of people. So um, basically the idea is that they're harder to vault over. Um, I have seen people kind of like squeeze through them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Very gymnastic. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you don't have to right. be that gymnastic, but... Um, a lot of people said the design was a little scary and hostile and unwelcoming. Granted, they did reduce fare evasion at that station by 38%. So that's why BART is saying they're, they're staying, even though, you know, people say they look like a heading device. So. And what, what else is BART doing um, to head off fare evasion? BART is doing everything it can. At my station, Del Norte, they are putting the elevator inside. Um, which is going to look beautiful, and I'm actually pretty happy about it. They're doing that at the Coliseum station, too. Um, so some stations, they're putting elevators inside. They At Fruitvale, they tried another BART, mod, another Fairgate modification, was which was they put little blades. Um, I called them shark fins that popped up uh, um, yes. when the gates closed. Um, the problem, they actually also were somewhat successful in stopping fare evasion, but the problem was too many people were just kicking them, whether in frustration or trying to jump over anyways. And Bart was constantly having to go in and fix the broken blades. And eventually Bart just gave up because it was just a maintenance burden, as they said. Um, but you, you know, they've tried everything in San Francisco stations, as is well known. They've put police officers right next to the gates to look intimidating and sometimes kind of put people in handcuffs for fervation. <laughs> 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 so, um, yes. So, as a BART rider, Rachel, yes, I just wonder with all the, these stories on gates, on barriers, yeah. on shark fins, pie wedges. Yes. Double decker pie wedges. Yes. Um, what is it like to to constantly write about this? And as you're traveling, are you always seeing looking, the tackiness? Of, <laughs> looking seeing for the new, tackiness of for new stories. Um, like yeah, I have to say that is that's a really interesting question because I feel like my relationship with Bart has kind of changed a little bit. You know, as someone who like always 
you know, who like rides the system, but also kind of understands its leadership a little bit now and like its dilemmas and its frustrations. I don't know if that's made me feel more positive about the system, (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely, um, yeah, I feel, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm constantly looking for stories, but you know, now when I see like, um, the omnipresent, like, you know, like people entertaining on bar, mm-hmm. you know, As I kind you of like, wrote about. it kind of like hits me in a different way because I know this is something that has caused a lot of anguish for the agency. They're trying to figure out whether they or not they want to ban panhandling because it intimidates some people. And dancing. Dancing. Yeah. So yeah. you have to take notes rather than just enjoy the show. Yeah, I know. I know. I used to just like enjoy the show, the breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Rachel, thanks again for coming on. Thank we will you talk so to you much, very David. soon. Appreciate it. Thanks to our guest, transportation reporter Rachel Swan, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. <laughs>